Welcome, everybody, to another episode of On the Range Podcast with Warhog Tactical and Kelly Defense. I am Mark Kelly, and as always, I am here with my friend, Rick Hogg from Warhog Tactical. How's it going, Rick? Mark, it's going great, buddy. Just want to thank the viewers, listeners out there for giving us your most precious commodity. And don't forget, moving us into the top 2.5% of all podcasts globally. We couldn't right do on. that with, yeah, man, we couldn't do that without you. Uh, just want to thank you guys for that. I mean, Appreciate it. Do us all a favor if you would. Press that like button, subscribe button, uh, give us a rating, give us a review. I don't care if it's a thumbs up emoji. Give us something just to help beat that algorithm and help us continue to grow. And oh, by the way, if you like what you're hearing, pass it on to your friends and uh, let them know how great the show is and all the diversity we have between On the Rage podcast, we've got Vintage Point, Warhog Words of Wisdom, vlogs, and I'm sure we'll add something else on there just for <laughs> giggles because that's what we do. Yeah. Wherever you are, thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by Killcliff. Go to killcliff.com, check out their Cult Club, which is a rewards program. Oh, yeah, we got the CBD up there, 25 milligrams of CBD with the mm -hmm. Flaming Joe. Flaming Joe. One of my favorites. Don't mm -hmm. forget to use the promo code OTR15. Save yourself a boatload of cash. Oh, and by the way, they support the Navy SEAL Foundation. Been doing it for at least a decade. Just a great organization. They support a lot of the stuff we're doing, and uh, we're thankful and uh, happy to have them on board. So, anyway, we got yeah. a great guest today, Rick. Yeah, man. It's funny you mentioned the uh, Navy SEAL Foundation. We have yeah. this uh, seeing how our Army guys is kind of crazy. We got all these SEALs on there, but I'll introduce <laughs> our next guest. Yeah. So, yes, Mike Ritland. He is a Navy SEAL, or I should say, was a Navy SEAL, or however you want to say that. He's also an author of three different books, entrepreneur. Dog trainer, host of the Mike Drop podcast, which, yes. oh, by the way, if you check out episode 75, I believe it is, you might see yours truly on there. Uh, just an overall fantastic guy, you know, uh, great to have him on the show. So looking forward to uh, this next episode. Yeah, let's bring on Mike. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so he's, he's talking about driving around the country. So I, I got to ask Mike. What freaking hot rod were you cruising in, or did you have the, uh, you know, the uh, kids in there and got, you know, the 15 pack van with the uh, car seats? The, pri in there? the Prius, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the uh, in the in the truck that we we drove around in. I was hauling yeah. shit around, so nothing nothing fancy or fun. But uh, okay, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a damn good road trip vehicle, but um, but that's about it, you know. So it's a good utility yeah. wagon. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, it's nice to meet you, buddy. Um, I guess in this day and age, this is meeting. Yeah. Um, but uh, appreciate you doing this, man. Oh, shit. It's my pleasure. Uh, yeah. Rick, Rick came on my show, which was a lot more difficult for him to fly all the way here. And, uh, <laughs> this is uh, no, no problem at all. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the, you know, at least for us, it just makes things easy. And, but I got to say, Mike, you know, you've got a killer setup there. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, you. I mean, if we, so, we're not, you know, obviously we're a couple different states away. So if we had a studio, it'd be nice to sit there and roll guests in and obviously do the face to face. But yeah, I mean, you got a smoking setup and, you know, yeah, good deal yeah. going on. Yeah. Going on in Texas. But, um, yeah, hey, 
just want to give the uh, just the viewers, listeners, just a quick rundown. I mean, most people know who you are. Just if you don't, you know, we kind of hit the high points. You know, Navy SEAL, thank you for your service. I mean, yeah, you're an author of you know umpteen different books. Um, you got three different books, right? Yeah, yeah. I've you got the, the 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 next the fourth one is coming out uh, November sixteenth. I'm not sure when this will air, but uh, okay, that doesn't have shit to do with dogs or really the military at all. It's all kind of uh, you know, political stuff and, and, uh, just uh, really a lot of things that I've taken from, uh, guests that I've had on mic drop and, and mm-hmm. kind of looking at some of the issues that, that our country faces and, and then using the expertise of different guests that I've had on to form, uh, just, you know, try, trying to have it be kind of an even keeled perspective politically sure. that, uh, that addresses all that stuff. But <clears throat> so, so have you had kind of your opinion changed by some of your guests on some things? For sure I have. Um, okay. And I would say even I've even had it change just, you know, over time. I think I think most people do to a certain extent. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I've had uh, to me, I, you know, I try to use data uh, and, and remove, uh, you know, political affiliation, uh, religious affiliation and emotion. Uh, you know, to me, if, if any one of those three things are influencing your perspective on something, it's generally biased to the point where it, it's hard to uh you know to to have an opinion that's that's truly objective because uh, it just isn't you know and so i try to use data whether it's um you know issues that plague our country on a financial level or on a on a numbers basis you know with the amount of people that it impacts or or whatever and just you know basically look at say the top 10 or so uh issues that that are the biggest problems that our country faces and and not so ironically, the uh, the media doesn't tend to focus on most of them, you know. And so, uh, you know, for me, it's like, well, if, if, if there's going to be a bait and switch, like, let's try to bring the, the conversation back to uh, a little more uh, front sight focus on the things that are that are actually causing our, our country a pain in the dick. So uh, that, that, that was kind of the, the goal with it. But. Nice. Yeah. And you said, what's, what's the, that? Um, November 6th? Yeah. No, uh, November sixteenth. It's it's available 16th. for pre order now, okay. uh, but only but only in the Kindle version because I'm self publishing it. Uh, Amazon doesn't let you pre order the uh, the actual hard copy. But okay, gotcha. So November sixteenth. What's the uh, title, and uh, where can they get it right now? Is it all on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon right now. Well, I'll sell it on my in my store as well. Um, nice. And and uh, you know whether or not it gets picked up by any of the other major retailers, my guess is based on the title, probably not. Uh, the title of it is called "Unfuck America," mm. and so uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, Mike. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I get the principles, but like business side, it's like, come on, you know. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it, it really isn't about uh, about business so much as it is just the message. And I get, you know, that may turn people off. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I went back and forth, and and you know, you get input from a lot of people. And um, you know, I, I will say, I mean, there there's another really popular book. I mean, one of the the more popular books in the last few years, uh, you know, ha- had the, the the word "fuck" in the title, uh, mm-hmm. and it uh, you know bleeped out where I think the "u" was an asterisk or something something like yeah. that. But, uh, but you know, my my thought process process on it was, if you're the type of person that's going to be offended enough by the title, right, the mm-hmm. entire fucking book is going to piss you off. Um, yeah, you know. Whereas if if you're at least open enough to say, okay, well this this has my interest, 
uh, let me crack this open, uh, you know, and you're at least open minded enough uh, to get past the title, then uh, then I think uh, I think you'd be all right. But, you know, for me, you know, the first three books all did well and uh, but not well enough for for me to fucking retire on it. And this mm-hmm. book, you know, I don't give a shit what it's called. The same thing is going to apply, self, especially self-publishing it. So to me, it's not not so much about the money or, or good business sense. I, I keep that for all the other different things I have going. Um, and, and, you know, so in this case, it really was just 100 percent about the message. And uh, and I think this country is royally fucked and, and needs to be unfucked. So that's why uh, that's why it's called that. Yeah. So. Your other three were published by somebody else then? Yeah, the first two are essentially the same. So it, it, it's the same book. It's just the, the first one is called Trident Canine Warriors. The second one is Navy Seal Dogs, which is the young adult adaptation of that. So it's just basically a, okay. uh, a young adult writer reformats the book and, and breaks the chapters down and takes out, you know, swearing and then just tries mm-hmm. to make it a little more digestible and easier to read. Okay. Uh, and more of a young adult book. So it's, it's the same. I mean, they have different ISBN numbers, but it, it's the same story. I mean, if you were to read it, you mm-hmm. would say this seems awful similar because it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one is called Team Dog, which is, you know, really more of a training philosophy book. It's not a step-by-step manual. It's, it's more of kind of a principled guide to understanding your dog owner, having a better relationship, and then ultimately training them to a higher level. Um, and so the first two were under a St. Martin's press, which is Macmillan. And then the, uh, the third one was under, um, under penguin. So, you know, big, big publishers and, and big yeah. book deals and whatever. But the, the problem with the, with them is twofold is number one is that, you know, you don't really have, it's not even really, you don't have creative control over your content. You know, they may say, I don't like this chapter rewrite it, or this needs to go out or, they try to work with you, uh, but you know, they're very, very Switzerland fence writing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to piss anybody off, uh, you know, type of thing. And so uh, that coupled with, you know, the cover art, the release date, the, the length of the book, uh, you know, I mean, they really dictate a, a lot of, of what the book is about or kind of how it's presented. And, uh, and I get it. I mean, you know, for, for most people and myself included at that time, you know, it's not like anybody know, knew who the fuck I was anyway. So, uh, so it made sense to, to have a major publisher do all the heavy lifting and hire a, a, a ghostwriter and do all the promotion and line up media week and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, fast forward uh, almost 10 years after the first one came out. And now, um, you know, there, there's enough of a following, I think, between social media and the podcast and, and whatever that, uh, you know, to me, it just makes more sense to self-publish it, especially given... Uh, the content of this book, but ironically, the the idea actually came from Penguin, is that they approached me. They're like, you know, hey, we've been following your podcast and really like a lot of the content and the discussions you're having. You know, would you consider doing a book with us? You know, based on X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. You know, and, and the more we got into it, the more they started kind of stipulating different things. Mm-hmm. But but it made me think, okay, well, if if you guys have paid enough attention to the show. Uh, you know, and are approaching yep. me about doing a book like you're not going to do that for no fucking reason so mm-hmm. uh, i'll just do it myself and and i'll do it how i want it because anybody who who wants to read the book because they're you know a listener of the show or, or uh you know a supporter of mine or whatever uh, is going to want me at face value and not yeah. you know a, a, a baptized uh sterilized nutless version of of me uh, which is mm-hmm. exactly what it would have been on uh on a 
major major publisher when it's content like that. I mean, because it's talking about racial issues, about abortion, about drugs, about you know uh, border policies. I mean, all, all kinds of shit like that 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 are pretty divisive. And and while I say I don't, just like on my show, like I don't, uh, the intent is not to piss people off. Like I, I'm not uh, trying to or have a goal of uh, offending people or hurting their feelings or, or what have you. I just don't take that into account if I do, you know, I, I don't care if I do. I don't care if I don't, it's just, that's not part of the equation as to what I talk but, about or, or how I talk about it. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, Mike, right? <clears throat> First amendment. I mean, yeah. we can talk about what we want and, you know, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head this day and age that is being suppressed like nobody's business. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, the, the bitch of it is, is, is that, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, I mean, ultimately, you you still have the ability to do it, but there's a, a huge caveat to that in that if you say what is unpopular or goes against the the grain of, of what I think a, a lot of kind of corporate and, and uh, you know, big picture society, politically correct staples or principles of, of what our society has become, if it goes against that, then you're canceled, censored, fired, uh, deplatformed, yeah. you know, you name it. And so... Yeah, you can still say whatever the fuck you want, but the consequences are, are so incredibly severe if, if it's against what what that kind of desired woke opinion, uh, you know, they, they want to be, uh, you know, then that's then basically the same thing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's easy to say, OK, we'll start your own platform. But fuck, at this point, I mean, between Google and, and Instagram and Facebook and, and all of the mechanisms or platforms with which you would have to use to let people know about it. Uh, you, you'd be crushed immediately. And, and so it's it's kind of like starting from scratch, uh, you know, with no real way to to get the word out there, uh, you know, that there is another another option. So uh, but to me, it, it's pretty alarming. And it just it seems like it gets worse uh, week by week. You know, I mean, every, uh, you know, few times a month, it seems like some some other big thing comes out. We're just like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's pretty scary. <clears throat> Well, yeah. you know, if, if a, uh, operation like parlor, yeah. uh, could take, you know, that's a perfect example. There's a lot of money, a lot of backing thrown at that and look how easily that was yeah. uh, dismantled. Yeah. No, no. And, and people are, people are shying away from it. Even now I, I understand that they're back up on, but to be honest with you, I haven't, uh, yeah. I haven't jumped back on it. And that's a big operation. A lot of money. A lot yeah. Of money. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's social media, but it's also more uh control or almost you know from a nefarious standpoint i mean like banking you know it's like oh we'll we'll shut your account down you know Mm -hmm. like if you're part of this group or that group or you're deemed this label from you know this part of our government deems you this and we'll you know freeze your fucking assets i mean it's the same shit that that we've all you know been witness to or or even a part of with shutting down terrorist networks i mean it's a lot of the same mechanisms of you know, listening, eavesdropping, listening in, freezing assets, you know, uh, ham- hampering the ability to to supply whatever, you know, operation that you're trying to do. And, and that's that's the reality of it. I mean, if you need vaccines and, and uh, you know, proof of X, Y and Z to, to be able to go shopping or have a bank account or own a home or, or whatever, it's like, you know, I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, the, the mechanism of, of guns. Right. Is, is that, you know, this isn't something that that obviously is happening but i i could see it going the same way is that you know instead of you know having swat teams go to people's houses to take their guns it would be like hey we know you you have x number of guns registered if you don't turn them in we're turning your water off your power off we're freezing all your fucking bank accounts 
and and we'll just wait outside your house for you to leave because you got to leave at some point. You know, it's like yeah, uh, that to me like that that's not even a fucking stretch at this point with with what you're seeing. Uh, you know, just here recently of the Department of Justice going after parents that go to school board meetings that are pissed off. You know, I mean, it's just like where is it where is it going to fucking stop? Yeah, I mean, you know, Mike. Here's the thing, man. I, I'm going to tell you this. Um, it's easy to sit there and go, you know, from a DOJ standpoint, hey, enforce X. Yeah. But when you get down to the municipalities, that's really where the rubber meets the road. And I'm yeah. here to tell you, there are some great law enforcement Americans that will sit yeah. there and go, yeah, DOJ, go pound sand. You yeah. can take your rules, your laws, and we're not going to infringe, yeah. you know, and go take people's guns and all this other stuff, you know. But, yes, from the, the federal standpoint, man, it's the things that's going on is absolutely out of control. Yeah. And the steps yeah, are way over bounds. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% with you. I think there are a lot of places that, that wouldn't do it. What mm-hmm. scares me, though, the fa- is, is just the simple principled fact that the government is even trying to, to do that says a lot about where their head's at, you know. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's it's just between the indoctrination of, of schools and, uh, you know, try, you know, trying to, to silence people for not wanting their kids to learn critical race theory or, uh, you know, transgender studies or, or, you know, whatever else shit that, that maybe as a family, you, you think, you know, I'd rather not have my, my kids exposed to some of these ideologies, uh, you know, and, and now you're, you're a bastard for, for having that opinion, you know, and that's just, yeah. uh, to me, that's, that's step one to, uh, to, you know, where Nazi Germany is. I mean, I've talked about this on a couple other uh, shows where, you know, I, I remember I, I was always a, a big history buff and, and, uh, really into specifically, you know, world war II history. I mean, American history across the board and even world history, but especially, uh, you know, world war II was, was just always really fascinating to me, but I always wondered, uh, you know, in high school, I went to the, uh, the Holocaust museum in New York city. And I always remember thinking like, it just didn't didn't add up. It's like how the fuck was did, was this possible? Like how how could a government have gotten their country to that point? And now I don't wonder that anymore. And I'm sure there's people you know maybe listening that say that's ridiculous to compare you know the height of Nazi Germany to what's going on now. And while a direct comparison to the height of Nazi Germany and and what's happening right now, yes, may may be a little ridiculous. What what's happening right now is is absolutely on par with the start of how Nazi Germany came into existence in, in the mid 1930s when, you know, coming off of the Spanish flu and, and the fucking worldwide depression and, uh, you know, all of these really, really easy ways to manipulate their society into, into turning on each other and, and basically viewing different groups of people and their own countrymen as, as not worthy of even being alive. And you're, you're seeing that play out in the media right now when, People are, are saying like, oh, if you don't, if you're not vaccinated, like, I don't care if you die and you, you shouldn't get health care and all this other shit. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening to our yeah. society where, where that, that's the mentality of it. And, and that's what's happening is you're seeing this, uh, this advertent split of. Yeah. Of, of the separate, society. the separation of classes. That's what exactly what they did. Yeah. And, and then uh, these, these vaccine cards and all that other stuff as, a, as an attempt to do that. I mean, that, that to me should, should alarm everybody, you know, whether you're for it or not should yeah. fucking alarm you, you know? Yeah. Um, and if but, it doesn't, then, you know, that, that's why we're at where we're at. But yeah. Yeah. But Mike, I'm, I'm going to give you another one, man. It, you've got people that don't even understand. So you talk about just basic understanding of our government. 
so for example in in the state of north carolina we have legislation that it's still illegal to wear a face covering in public yeah the governor the governor does not supersede legislation he could have easily went you know to the legislation and said hey man we have to change this law but they didn't that's yeah. the part that that scares me more is we've got laws already on the books you know yeah. we've got immigration laws we've got all these different laws but nobody wants to sit there and abide by them yeah. you know it's well, at the governmental level it's like come on man well th yeah that and the fact that um you know there's it's usually mayors and governors uh, that are guilty of it but you've got you know people that are in in those positions that are are basically just going into full-blown dictator mode and, and not abiding by you know the the method that that they're supposed to when it comes to enacting mm -hmm. new legislation or laws or mandates or whatever they're just saying this is how it's going to be yeah you know why why there are police chiefs and <coughs> and sheriffs that are letting that happen is fucking beyond me well it, here's a here's a crazier one mike how come the you know the legislation of north carolina has not gone to the governor yeah. and said hey dude wh where's our checks and balance yeah. hey we've got legislation this is illegal you cannot do it we're uh, more yeah. than willing you know to change the law if yeah. that's even where they sit at right but it, the whole concept of checks and balance man that thing is out the window oh, yeah you, we had we had multiple examples where the legislation actually did try to limit governor's um uh, powers during a uh, an emergency and then ultimately it goes to the governor he vetoes it yeah so uh you know it, it you're absolutely right you hit the nail on the head there's there's several examples out there yeah. of uh, that going on and you know another shocking thing too is is not only is it the doj that they're weaponizing uh, osha was weaponized in this last uh, uh suggestion of the mandates osha yeah. was the one that was going to have a lot of that uh, go on and and like you said turning off their power they're going to go in there and say well you can't go in here it's a hazard environmental yeah. hazard that you are not you know, 80% or you're not following these mandates. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, no, yeah. There's, there's all these little trick fuck loopholes yep. that, uh, that are being used to, to yep. basically force you to do it. You know, uh, I mean, you see it I mean, in those obscure places that you would think, you know, you say you're in jail, you know, you see the guys that say, hey, you know, it's not an NBA player, so they're saying, yeah, I don't have to do that. So it's like, yeah, you don't have to get it from you don't have to fucking how have we gotten to that point, uh, especially with, with the data behind it between, I mean, that's a, a show in and of itself, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's especially that. I mean, you know, to me, it's like tetanus is a vaccine, right? Like it keeps you from dying from, from tetanus if you, if you get uh, infected with it. Uh, you know, whether or not you guys have your tetanus shots doesn't make any fucking difference as to whether or not I get it if I step on a rusty nail that has tetanus on it. Uh, you know, it, it affects me and me only. And, and, and the fact that none of those kind of principles, medical principles exist around this vaccine and, and the sickness itself, you know, between the, the mortality rate being so astronomically low, coupled with the fact that it doesn't even prevent you from getting it or transmitting it, yet it's still being required at such a high level. is just like, I, I find myself looking around thinking like, Am I on a fucking hidden camera show right yeah. now? It's, yeah, are we in a movie? Yeah. It's like Truman show and and I'm the and, and I'm Truman like yeah. What yeah. the fuck is going on around here? Like how, yeah. how are there this many people that have their head buried that far up their fucking ass that, that don't pay attention or or, or look around and, and think for themselves critically to say wait a minute, this doesn't make any fucking sense, you know? And, and like yeah. how, how are there that many people not doing it? 
Well, I think it's it's easy as this, Mike, right? It's all verbiage. So let's think about it. You get a flu shot, right? It's a guess that'll, you know, prevent this strain of influenza. Okay. But as soon as you start calling things vaccines, that's where I think this all went wrong. Yeah. You want to call it the China virus shot? Cool. I think people could have bought off on it better. But like when I go to get my smallpox vaccine, right? You, It got, you know, we shut down smallpox for the longest time. Granted, yeah. it started spring its head back up. But my point being, how can you call it a vaccine if you're still getting, you know, sick? Yeah. So I, like the yeah. flu shot, I, you know, I get it. it. It's a shot. I think it's all verbiage. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure, that's that's a big part of it. And that's, uh, you know, without a doubt, a point of contention I have with it is, you know, it's not only is it not a vaccine, it's not even a shot in the traditional flu shot sense. I mean, it's a RDNA modifier or whatever the fuck like it, it the the way that it, it uh, transforms and, and actually moves through your body is very, very different. And I mean, to me, the bitch of it is. You know, the, the CDC actually ha has the stat on their website. Um, you know, they, they don't advertise it as such, but if you read the numbers, it, it shows that, you know, 18 and under, no, normal, healthy 18 and under uh, age group uh, has a higher chance of being hospitalized and dying from the, from the shot than they do the actual virus. You know, and, and yet, like the state of California, as an example, is, is mandating that to go to school, you have to be fully vaccinated. And it's just yeah. like, how the fuck is there not more people that are, and, and again, like this isn't Alex Jones citing this, this statistic, this is on the fucking website of the CDC, which, you know, half the country has deemed, uh, you know, Jesus Christ reincarnated when it comes to medical advice, which they have a pretty piss poor track record going back from their inception of fucking things up on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but yeah. I just, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, it, it makes me scared for my, for my kids and for subsequent generations of this country between, uh, you know, just the blasphemy of, of uh, motherfucking our country at every turn coupled with, uh, you know, just stripping rights and freedoms and civil liberties away one, one shot at a time. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I fear for what this country is going to be like 25, 30 years from now. You know, speaking of California in this recall election in, I was shocked. It was a freaking landslide to keep Gavin yeah. Newsom. I, it, it's yeah. easy for, you know, Rick and I say, man, we feel bad for those guys over there in California, but you know what, man, they're, I mean, that shows that that's what they want. I don't, I don't understand it. So here, I mean, here's the hard part for me and I, I try not to be too fucking tinfoil hat or conspiracy theorist about it, but I mean, it, it's starting to, to feel like elections don't really fucking matter. You know, uh, I have a real hard time believing that that Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Obama and, and got the, the most votes of any American president in history by a lot. Yeah, that's hard to wrap my fucking mind around, especially given, you know, if you look at the Democratic field being, you know, him and Kamala were the you know, two of the least popular, popular yeah. of the entire field, yet they somehow end up with the nomination. You look at any of of, uh, you know, the rallies or, or uh, you know, the, the entire lead up of, of the actual campaign for the presidency was just abysmal. I mean, he was in his fucking basement 90 percent of the time when he did show up. Five people were there fucking golf clapping for him, uh, you know, and then and then he just cleans house, you know, in the middle of the night. And again, like, you know, I, I don't know what happened, what didn't happen. But it, it just for me, like it's one of those if it, 
you know, doesn't walk or smell like a duck, uh, sound like a duck, whatever that, you know, it's pretty hard to, to buy that. And same thing with California. It's like, I have a real hard time believing that, you know, that twice as many people said, yeah, that's our guy. Right. That didn't like, I just like at this point again, it's like, how, how can there possibly be that many people that are that fucked up? Like, I just don't buy it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even scarier if it's true though, if you think about it. I mean, it, to, to me, like that's the beginning of the end. I mean, if elections yeah. now don't matter, which yeah. I'm really starting to wonder if they do, then, then yeah, like the, I mean, it's just a matter of time before it's, uh, like the fucking government and president snow from the hunger games. Like, I mean, it's yeah. honestly, it's that fucked up. I mean, Kamala yeah. Harris was absolutely abysmal when she was running for president and was the first person thrown out of the process. Yeah. I mean, like in a hurry, it was terrible. And now yeah. she's the vice president. Yeah. And, it's and amazing. I mean, she's a nobody. I mean, like, what, like you don't even fucking see her, you know? No. When, when you do, she laughs awkwardly, you know, and, and has no substance to her. I don't, I can't, you know, pinpoint a single fucking thing that she's actually gotten done. Uh, you know, I mean, Joe, Joe, while, uh, you know, I, I agree with pretty much none of his fucking decisions. He's at least doing something. Granted, it seems like it's a contest to try to, to fuck the country up as bad as he can as quickly as possible. But he's at least in front of a camera talking and, and making yeah. decisions and doing yeah. things. You know, whereas, yeah. whereas like, where the fuck is she at? You know, oh, uh, God. Is, she's observing, observing the border. <laughs> being the borders are, you know, she's yeah getting For, all that under, really, under control, Mike, you know? Yeah. Doing a bang up job, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>